morning, good afternoon or good evening wherever you are listening in from. I hope you're having a good day or a good week. If you're not, then this might help you out a bit today, what I want to talk about with you. So let's head to the self-improvement room for our eighth little visit, our eighth little get-together. Today I want to talk about mental health and I know that can be a little bit of a touchy one. So let's jump in. Hey, welcome to the self-improvement room. I'm Christy Davis. I'm having a great week. I hope you are. If you're not, I totally get it. I understand and I've been there. I know what it's like when people say, just think happy thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast episode, I will leave the link in the notes for you because it talks all about my life and my struggles, which was something that was uh, difficult, left me vulnerable, but I did it. So if you want to listen to uh, my story, then I'll leave the link for you. And you can uh, feel better about where you, where you sit today. Uh, trust me, it'll make you feel better. All right, so today I want to talk about uh, a subject that's pretty, it's got that stigma around it, that's for sure. Uh, but I really want to explore it because I tell you, I've had the last almost three weeks off and I've spent every, almost every waking moment devouring this material that I've found recently uh, you guys know that I love personal development hence the reason I am doing this little podcast but uh, I'm always delving into techniques and methods and things that you know will really help not just me but you guys as well and the stuff that I've found in the last three weeks has just blown my mind so much it's just really blown apart everything that I've learned in my entire life and I'm kind of left questioning my existence. I'm kind of like at this point where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what I believe. I don't know how I feel. Uh, and I'm just being honest with you. Um, because like, of course, I do have my ideas around this. But it's so hard to, uh, to put into words, I think, that words that are impactful anyway, um, that would help you have the same kind of epiphany that I've had recently. And that's what I want to do today is explore this epiphany that will make you look at mental health completely differently because that's what I am doing. And yes, I've suffered in the past uh, from my own mental health struggles. And uh, as much as I am blessed to not feel that mostly these days, there are still days where we all struggle. And uh, I've been learning a lot about that. And i got to be honest, I just cannot believe what I have been learning uh, just these last few weeks and what I want to share with you. And it's honestly, it's so simple. It's kind of like a um, quick little story. Well, not story, but when I was teaching kids to sing and when I was teaching adults to sing, the first thing that we would cover would be what's called diaphragmatic breathing. Now, everybody is kind of, well, a lot of people are aware that you kind of have to use your diaphragm when you sing. It goes a little bit deeper than that. But what 
most people are not aware of is that we're actually born to breathe diaphragmatically. So when we're born, you, if you ever see a little baby, when they cry especially, you'll see their bellies going in and out and in and out and in and out. And uh, that's diaphragmatic breathing and that's the best thing for our body. And then we get older, around three or four, and we start to do what's called shallow breathing, which you're probably doing right now. If I told you to take a deep breath in, I'd probably see your chest raise and your shoulders raise and you'd hold that air right up into your throat (laughs) until you let go. That's actually a shallow breath. So when I'm teaching the diaphragmatic breathing technique, it's so simple, it's so easy that all of my very, very young students get it very quickly. But because it's so easy, all of my older students can't get it. It's so easy that it's hard. Because there's literally when you breathe out, your belly goes in. When you breathe in, your belly goes out. So it's reversed to what you're probably used to. The reason I'm telling you this is because that technique is so simple or that method or that way of living is so simple that it's difficult. And this reminds me so much of that because this is not just a technique or a method either. I really believe that what I'm about to talk to you about is a way of living and it's exactly like that diaphragmatic breathing we are born to breathe properly and we are born to live with mental health good mental health when do you see a baby suffering from depression like a little baby you don't they might get pissed off when they're hungry or tired or they're not allowed to play with their favorite toy but you don't see them have the same mental health struggles that we have why is that What happens along the way? So this epiphany for me has rocked my boat. (laughs) It's rocked me to the core because everything that I thought changed in an instant and, and I've done so much work and so much talking about changing habits, which I still think is absolutely helpful, but I no longer believe necessarily that you have to master your thoughts and think positive thoughts and create this positive mindset through thinking positive thoughts all of the time uh this new kind of epiphany that i've had throughout this um training that i've found is that it's really a lot about these three principles now mental health is often stigmatized and people really do suffer in silence because there isn't a great deal of conversation around it i mean there's more than there used to be but still not a great deal but it's essential to think about our mental health as an integral part of our overall well-being just kind of like our physical health so i want to explore how our thoughts severely impact our mental health and the power of the inside out way of living also known as sydney banks three principles method now i don't know if you've heard of that uh if you have well done because i've been studying this shit for eight years and i wish i found it earlier i wish i had found it eight years ago Uh, but now that I'm doing further studies as a transformational coach, I'm really glad that I haven't been doing this for 25 years and figuring this out now. And in fact, that's exactly what one of my mentors in this space had done, Michael Neal. He 
has coached for <laughs> half of his life and he's done his master's of NLP, which is um, neuro-linguistic programming, uh, and he's just spent a really long time trying to fix and accept his mental health. So he used to suffer from depression and he just learned how to keep that kind of at bay. And so he spent all of his time and being one of the best coaches um, in the world. And now I think it's probably about 10 years ago he found this uh, three principles method and it resonated with him just like it has with me. And he coaches all of the stars. <laughs> he's, he's coached to the stars in Hollywood and he coaches all of these big business owners. And the coaching is really not like coaching. It's not like you would think and that's what I'm really wrapping my head around it's really just having a conversation and that's how I am coaching in my business now I will sit down with a client and just have a conversation and just try to point them where they're not looking basically and what I mean by that we often view mental health as a binary state of being so it's either completely healthy or completely unhealthy so you're either struggling with mental health or you're not. But in reality, it's really more like a spectrum. We kind of just sit in the middle of mental health. So even during moments of complete mental breakdowns, we have those moments of calm or happy thoughts. I was talking to my sister the other day and she was real pissed about something. I don't know, it might have been <laughs> about work and... uh you know, she was really struggling and she's like, this thought just keeps haunting my mind and I keep feeling like this all of the time. And I'm like, how often? She's like, all day, every day. I just can't stop thinking about it and I'm really angry about it. And I said to her, oh, have you had a chance to think about what we're going to do in America? Because uh, we're going to America in September next year. And she's like, oh, no. She's like, I've been saving and I've got this much money to do this, this and this, but I really want to stay up all night and play the pokies, <laughs> pulling the handle. I'm like, that is completely a whole other uh, problem for, <laughs> for another day. But uh, she's telling me and she's kind of lighting up about going to Vegas and having a really great time. And just like my face is lighting up right now. And I said, oh, my God, how does it make you feel? She's like, I cannot wait. Like, I'm so excited. And then I was just silent and so was she. And I left it for a moment. I gave her a moment of silence and I said, so you feel excited and happy? She's like, yeah. I'm like you just told me a moment ago that this other problem you had is keeping your state of mind occupied all day. She's like, it was until we spoke about that. And I'm like, so is the problem really there or is it the way you're thinking about it? Is it the fact that you're thinking about it all day? And she's like, oh, my God. And I know it sounds simple and I know it sounds like common sense, but all I had to do for just one moment was just occupy her brain with another thought. Now, I get that sometimes you just can't think of anything else because you are so wrapped up in, in this thought that is consistently making you feel shit. But that's when you get to the other part of the three principles and you've got to learn to make space for new thoughts because you have got your little thought jar pretty full up with this particular thought. So it's time to make space. So in saying that, thoughts are 
just thoughts. It's about the thoughts that we give life to. They are the ones that determine where we sit on the spectrum. And for me, that was mind-blowing. I mean, yep, makes sense. Makes, Makes incredible sense. But is it really that easy? And when you have that aha moment with this inside-out way of living, you just can't go back. And I want to share a lot more about this with you because, like I said, I've learned so much and, you know, how to overcome this or how to overcome that. And then I started reading a lot of Facebook posts and a lot of Twitter posts and it's like, oh, I just feel like this because I've been thinking this and I think that and... When I thought about this, this is how I felt. And it's like, oh my God, all I see now are people living in their thoughts. And that's what it is. Our thoughts greatly impact our mental health. Our negative ones lead to feelings of anxiety and depression and hopelessness. And our more positive ones that we choose to entertain bring feelings of joy and happiness and contentment and hope. So it's really essential to be aware of the thoughts that we have. Because the ones that we breathe life into are literally what create our world. Now, the inside way out of living emphasizes on the power of thoughts and the role they create in in our reality. So according to Sidney Banks, who uh, was a Scottish welder before his near-death experience, uh, according to his three principles method, our mental health is not determined by external circumstances so she made me feel like shit or my husband made me feel this or they made me feel that it's not that it's more so the perception of our circumstances so you might look at a situation that we're both involved in one way and I might have a completely different perception of that same thing. Like, you know, those dresses when uh, the dress, when they let it out, or it might've been shoes as well, where some people saw gold and some people saw blue. Uh, Well, unfortunately in this household, I saw gold and my husband saw blue. (laughs) And no matter what we said, we couldn't convince each other. That we were seeing the other thing. And that is life. That is life. So what you think about, you bring about. Because what you think about creates your reality. So the three principles are mind, consciousness and thought. I guess it kind of delves into spirituality a little bit. But not really because when you think about it, everybody has to agree that we all come from somewhere. We all come from something bigger. Now, for me, I believe that is kind of the universal intelligence, which you can call God or source energy or whatever you like. But this three principles method is that mind is the universal intelligence um, that is the source of all thought and consciousness. And consciousness, the second principle, and that's the ability to be aware of your thoughts and your feelings and your surroundings. While the third principle is thought and that's the power to create our reality and shape our experience of the world. Now, when we are stuck in this habitual process of choosing which thoughts are going to shape our reality, sometimes we just get so full up, our jar gets so full up with thoughts that we have 
nowhere else to go, nothing else to think about. And that's probably the first argument that I had uh, when I was listening to this method. And then I sat down and I thought about it. And if you get quiet enough, you can connect with that universal intelligence. And I believe that's where our intuition comes from. So I did a, a podcast a couple of weeks ago on intuition and I'll make sure that I leave the link for that in the show notes for you so you can listen to that episode. But I believe that that's the place that uh, intuition comes from and that kind of stronger knowing, sense of knowing. And then sometimes when you get really quiet and you just need an answer to come from somewhere, something new, just a new thought, that's where it's going to come from. We all have this connection to, you can call it, like I said, your higher self, God, the universe. We all have that connection. I really truly believe that. And if you don't feel that or believe that, then I'm not sure how you think that we all got here because, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Nobody knows. But like I said, I think we can agree that we all come from probably the same place. That's something that has been sitting with me for the last week, two weeks, three weeks, the last three weeks now. And uh, I think when we understand the principle behind our thoughts, we can see how we're creating our experience and then we can make changes to improve our mental health. The inside out way of living, so living from the inside out, is about looking within ourselves for the answers and trusting our innate wisdom because we all have that. Just think about the times where you ask for help from family and friends and you're asking them for advice and they give you the advice and you're like, oh, shit, that's, that's not sitting right with me. So you ask the next person. I spoke about this in episode number four of the self-improvement room when I talked about intuition and uh, I really think that that is the place that it comes from. It comes from this universal mind and we've got that connection to our inside wisdom and that's what I've been doing for the last three weeks actually since my Facebook page was stolen and I just knew I knew I knew to my core um, what was going on but I had my mind on other things and since that day I promised myself that I'm not gonna ever not listen to my intuition again and that's where I kind of become a little bit obsessed with intuition and wisdom and I've been very much relying on that to make pretty much every decision in my life lately and the more I do that the stronger my intuition becomes the stronger my wisdom feels and the stronger I feel that connection with like I said whatever you call it <laughs> my higher self or god or the universe i feel that connection is is growing and um gosh it's just been very very eye-opening and it's something that i've been using with my clients in the coaching sessions and i'm just noticing it's like there's these epiphanies that are being had where my clients are like oh my god i have the answers <laughs> within myself and that is how I've always felt and that is how I've always wanted to help. And what I mean by that is I see people saying, oh, I really want to inspire people, you know, I really want to empower them. And for me, I want to inspire people but I don't want to empower people because that to me says that I know more. That to me says that I have the power and you do not. And I don't believe that. I believe that we 
all have what we need to be well, to be mentally healthy and happy within ourselves. We just forget. And I'm going to talk more about this next week. When we understand the inside-out way of living and we start to trust our wisdom, we can tap into our inner guidance and we can find clarity and peace of mind. And you can say, what else can come through? What other thoughts are there room for? And I think by approaching it this way, we have the power to change our experience of the world by changing our thoughts. It's really that easy. (laughs) Maybe not that simple, but it is that easy. So mental health isn't this one size fits all concept. It's a spectrum. And our thoughts and our beliefs and our attitudes play such a significant role in shaping our mental health. And this inside-out way of living emphasizes the power that our thoughts have in shaping our experience of the world. Now, by understanding these three principles, we can tap into our inner wisdom and improve our mental health. It's essential to treat mental health as part of our overall well-being and prioritize practices that promote better thought choosing, (laughs) choosing the better thoughts that work better for you, that make you feel better. Now, again, we're going to go into this more. And although I wrapped my head around this concept, even though it was difficult to begin with, I feel such a connection and understanding and resonance with this three principles method or the inside out method and or the inside out way of living. And I'm going to continue to... uh, explore and experience and experiment with my own wisdom and my own intuition because I can tell you now so far it has definitely worked for me 100% of the time and I am betting that it will never let me down and it's never going to let you down either. So if you are struggling with mental health at the moment just know that you have moments I'm sure where even if it's brief you feel okay. That's because your innate way to live, your basic way of living is to be healthy, mentally healthy. So you're not somebody who struggles with mental health and sometimes feels good. You're somebody that feels good at the core, but you're just going through a time where you are having more thoughts that are creating these feelings that are causing you to forget that your base level is mentally healthy. I hope that reaches somebody today. I hope that it resonates with you. And before I finish up, I do have another question this week for the podcast. And uh, I will leave a link for you in the show notes that you can click on and send me in any question that you want to have answered in regards to personal development, your life, where you're at. I do have to say, though, that I am not a medical professional. So any advice you do take from me, that's on you. That's on you to try. Uh, I definitely don't want to be held responsible um, unless it works out for you. (laughs) No, I shouldn't say that. But here is this week's question and I hope that this answer is helpful. All right, here is this week's question. 
Hey Christy, I have ADHD as well and I'm really struggling at work because there are a few people that bully me for being unorganized and struggling with my executive functions. I feel like I'm a failure all of the time and I believe that it's because of my ADHD. If I didn't have this ADHD, then I wouldn't have these struggles. Can you tell me if there is any way that I can feel differently about this? Oh, goodness me. Um, I see this a fair bit, actually. And firstly, I just want to say that I'm glad you ended that the way you did to see if there is another way of thinking about this uh, rather than just saying, you know, that's it. It's just the way it is. Uh, a saying that I came up with recently and I'm using quite a lot is the disability is the inability to see the ability. Now, so many people with ADHD call it a handicap or a disability or it's just ruining their life. Now, I definitely get that you struggle with your executive functions because that is part of ADHD. Uh, and bullying is never okay. I don't condone bullying at all, no matter what. At the end of the day, when you're going to work, if you feel happy within yourself, then when people bully you, it would feel different. When people bully me, I think, <laughs> what the hell is their problem? That's a bit uncalled for. Uh, and yeah, sure, I have you know, lack in, in executive functioning sometimes, but I don't blame that for my life. I don't blame that for people treating me unnecessarily badly. So my advice to you is, and like I've said through this episode, make room for a new thought. Make room to have something new come through. So just get quiet and sit with yourself and look for that inner wisdom and see what it tells you. And a lot of my coaching is like this now. It's helping you find the answer because you have it within yourself. I could definitely give you an answer. I could say to you, well, they're just assholes and you don't need to listen to them because you know, you've got an amazing brain and you should just be happy with it. But that may or may not fly with you. <laughs> so what I'm saying is sit with this for a while and really tap into your inner wisdom and your in intuition and understand that you are special because you are you. And when you go to work, remember that because if somebody is bullying you at work, you can only feel bullied if you allow yourself to feel bullied. There are many different ways that you can look at their bullying, but you don't have to take it on board on a personal level. I hope that is helpful. By the way, I am sorry if you feel bad about your ADHD brain, but uh, it's a pretty cool thing. I wouldn't change mine for the world. Once you learn to drive it, once you get your license for it, <laughs> it can be really cool. All right. I hope that helps a little bit. And thank you for writing in and sending in your question. I appreciate everybody sending in their questions. I appreciate you guys listening. And until next week, trust your inner self. That's all I'm going to say. Trust your inner self.